Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. This week, we sat down with David Mendoza to do a quick interview. <laughs> quick. <laughs> we wanted to talk with him about his work and what he's doing, and also about what he's going to be speaking about this year at Show It United. Buckle up, because it's going to be an awesome interview. Hey, David, this is Dustin and Steve. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. All of our listeners are going to hear that and just know that I completely fake that after we talked for about 15 minutes. So hey, I don't well, even know why to... I do that. Well, we had to get to know each other a the, little bit beforehand. The illusion of podcasting, David. I know, right? It's the illusion so, of everything. <laughs> David, the first thing I wanted to ask you, just so that our listeners could get a sense of who you are, your name is David Mendoza. Correct. The third. Uh, but oh. you go by a uh, you go by Doza on Instagram. Uh, specifically, your handles. Hey Doza for like your say like your personal account, or is it more like um? I call it more of like an inspirational account. Um, yeah. I mean, it's but, an account that I stare at for hours and hours on end every night. But yeah. I mean, it's inspiring me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my my David Mendoza the third. Like that is my like specific wedding account because brides like to get lost in wedding photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a very, very talented person told, tell me that I should split them up. And so I heeded her advice and split them up. Um, Hey Doza is more of an inspirational kind of like personal account where I can just dump all of my crazy ideas onto. And, uh, David Mendoza third, this is the plug, go visit. Um, that's all, my, that's all my wedding stuff. So. That's uh, but in real life, um, people didn't really start calling me Doza until my when was it? It was my senior. Year. It was uh, 2011, um, when mm -hmm. I like really first like entered into the wedding industry, um, and I was working for a company called Shoot and Share, and they were like, "Hey, we need to give you a," or it was it was called Show It at the time. Um, hey, we need to give you an email. Um, and people had like s slowly been starting to call me the, or Mendoza way, or it just like kind of grew out of just my last name being Mendoza and the CEO of the company. And I had the same name, David, and I did not want to get any of his emails. So, <laughs> so basically I was like, well, this is the moment when I become Doza and it's been Doza ever since. So I always, I, I still introduce myself as Hi, my name is David, but at the same time, I also say most people call me Doza because people will inevitably hear other people call me Doza and they're like, oh, what should I call you? Like, like last night I was on a call with a client and they're like, well, we saw you saw that you sign your emails Doza, but like your company is David Mendoza. Like, what do you want us to call you? And I was like, well, most of my friends call me Doza. You can call me whatever you like, um, whatever feels most comfortable. Um, but I kind of leave it up to whatever people, uh, want to call me. My sister calls me David. My mom calls me Mijo, which is my son in Spanish. Um, so now we're getting uh, super personal. What, yeah, what other pet names and like cuddly names do people have for you out there? Um, oh man, gosh. Mendoza, Doza way, um, uh, Dozy, Doze. Uh, what else? Oh, Doze, you were telling us earlier you're about to introduce your own wine. Is that a real thing or were you just joking? 
Um, kind of. So what I'm doing. <gasps> it is, is real. <laughs> it is real. It's real. Um, it's real in the sense that I'm going to buy uh, some wine and relabel it as Dose. Oh, nice. I was thinking you were actually making your own rosé, David. Well, I, I do have beer that I do make um, with in conjunction. What kind of beer? Uh, the one that just came out is a hazy IPA. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. A couple of my friends You make here. it in conjunction with like a company or with the brewery. Like just with, with the brewery friends. here. You do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I got to like pour the hops in the last time that we made the batch. It was really, it was really fun. So is it called like Doza's hazy IPA? No, this one's called the truth. Oh, the truth. Deep. The truth. Yeah. And then I have a, that's, and then I have good. a, I have a beer coming out as well for my clients. So Dose is my like rosé for my clients. Um, and then I have a, um, it's called the potion and that's going to come out for the, for my clients as well. So just client gifts all around. Yeah. What about podcast host gifts? Is that, Pod- is, is yeah, that how do I get some of this, uh, the potion sent to me here in Indiana? You know, you just, uh, you just drop me your, you just, Drop me your uh, your <laughs> your address, three hundred dollars, and shipping cost. And no. Steve, you are all on board for that. No, just <laughs> just give me your address, and we can we can get you we can get you some beers. I mean, that this podcast thing ever. is called the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, which doesn't necessarily, when we came up with this concept, mean that Stephen and I are drunk on the podcast. However, as our listeners know, that tends, at least for Stephen, to be the case that's a one-time that's goof dustin a one-time goof i thought it'd be real funny to drink some hard ciders on our last episode and they're very sugary and it was a terrible idea oh my gosh this is like uh what's that uh drunk history <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i wish it were that good drunk history is amazing that would be that that's a good concept so right. on your about me page on your website, which is sure. awesome, by the way. Thank you. I Thank you. spent several hours, um, I, I guess, just like a bride, just going through your website, looking at everything. And I was like, oh, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. Just like that. You know, just geeking out over everything. But you mentioned that you're currently in a relationship with your favorite taco shop. Yeah. And so I was just wondering if we could get some more deets on that. Like, how serious is this relationship? How long has it been going on? You know, um, it's been going on for a couple of years now. It's uh, it started off real slow. Um, started getting intimate. It started. It started off real slow. It was uh, actually I was introduced to said place um, right after my last girlfriend and I had broken up um, because it, it it was it was just a weekend pop up shop um, right around the corner from her house, actually pretty much in the driveway of her home. <laughs> and so as you're walking out after breaking up, you're like, tacos sound great. Tacos sound great. It's Sunday and it's raining and I just got out of church and oh, this feels terrible. I need tacos. Um, so yeah, it's called Corazon Tacos. It's in Santa Barbara. It's like a really fancy millennial $5 taco, but it's really, really good. So does this ex-girlfriend still live near the taco shop? Does it get awkward when you go there? No. No, I do think about her when I kind of go by because it's like, oh, I spent a lot of time in that house back there. But uh, no, now <laughs> she's, mar- she's married to uh, another wonderful guy. And you shot that wedding. 
I didn't. Oh, I did not shoot come that. Come on, David. How could you do that, Dustin? Come on, man. You know, I wouldn't even be able to go to a taco shop near the house because I'd I've, be like so awkward and freaked out by that situation. I've shot old like Tinder date uh, like weddings. Like I went on a date with this girl and now she's getting married. So I, uh, I've done that, but wow, you have much more courage than I do. You know, it's just people. It's just people. Just, just hearts, just romance, Steve. I wish I could be this chill and a large portion of money. (laughs) Very true. Very true. No, I mean, I think, uh, I think with most people I try to, I try to stay friends with like people who, Yeah. Anyways, um. <laughs> let's let's take this uh, let's take this a, just a quick step back for a second. So sure. you mentioned yeah, yeah. earlier that you worked for photo tech giant Show It. Yeah. Now you said it's called Shoot and Share. Uh, Steve and I are not familiar with this company at all. Um, we definitely don't, don't ever go through the Facebook group to find <laughs> questions to make fun of on our podcast. That's not that, something that ever happens. That would be yeah. unethical. Um, so we definitely don't know anything about that. Um, but I'm curious um, how you go from working for a tech, you know, startup yeah. to, you know, a more creative side, taking pictures. So if you could walk me through sort of that corporate mentality to where you are now. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so, I mean, I've been like, photo became before the corporate thing, um, as far as passion goes. So high school, I we had to do a senior project and mm-hmm. I chose to do photography because it was the lowest hanging fruit and I knew that I was probably already good at it and I was interested in it. So did that. Um, and then right into college. My mom bought me my first camera. I still have it. It's a Canon XSI. Um, it's nice. Sounds, sounds it's expensive. Like the rebel, the yeah. rebel, very, very intro box, like, like the box camera from, uh, from Costco. So that was my first camera. Um, actually it was the only camera I had until two years ago. Wow. But anyways, took, kept on taking it, like use that camera to take a bunch of pictures in college. I became the graphic designer person for this college group that I was a part of called Campus Crusade. Um, it was kind of like a weekly church group um, that would meet at UCSB. I was uh, uh, really into Campus Crusade at my college as well. That's where yeah. I met my wife, actually. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a, that was a big part of my life for about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, I would pretty much run all the graphics. I like would, so it was like this kind of like school within school, like mm-hmm. every week I was having to turn out 15 new graphics. Yeah. It was insane. Um, it was like, we had this thing going on and this thing going on and this thing and they, they all needed graphics and they all, and like I hold myself to the higher standards. So I was like, they all need to be really great. Um, by the time, by like the end of school, I was like, wow, I'm like actually really good at this. Um, Mm -hmm. I went in as a math major, came out as a religious studies major with a minor in teaching, um, with the intention of doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, (laughs) so I was working for six months at a coffee shop, just kind of like, like the, the job that I had in, in college was working at this coffee shop. Um, my senior year. And then I had reached out to this guy um, who had been like, I knew had been named like one of the top wedding photographers in the world and or in America. 
And I was like, oh man, this guy's in town. He goes to my church. Like, this sounds awesome. Reached out to him. He hit me back. And then we met up. Um, this guy, his name's David J. And about six months later, after we met, he offered me a job to work at Show It as a graphic designer. Um, and I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, this is a big break. This is a big deal. This company is like, they're doing things. And I mean, it's very much a startup, but let's, let's go for it. So jumped on there for a little bit. Um, and it was about a year and did a lot of their marketing graphics, mm -hmm. um, from there, um, parted ways. And then I started a company called one day websites, uh, where I turned over websites for photographers in one day. Um, wow. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, this was back <laughs> in the days of flash when I didn't need to build an entire mobile website as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was possible. Um, I mean, there's like, obviously like a lot more that goes into creating a website than just the one day. Like we would meet up Skype, we would Skype date like weeks beforehand, make sure all of our content was like, was like proper and everything was set. And then just on the day I would build the entire thing. Um, and then at the end of the day, they got a brand new website that they loved. So, and, and it was cool cause they got, they got to like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have gone through like that, that wedding design process, but it's, it can be a headache going back and forth. And so when you introduce video into it, it it's like, oh, I want it more pink. And like, what, what does that mean? Do you want it more like, do you want it more like magenta or do you want it more blush? Like, what does that mean? So it, it was, it, it, it eliminated all the variables there. Mm -hmm. Um, then shoot and share became a company. Um, they split off with, with, uh, with show it and they introduced the shoot and share magazine. I was, I was asked to start to design the magazine for them just as like kind of like a, on a contract basis, mm -hmm. which I took, um, the, the head designer there, I fully respect him. Michael Thompson, amazing, amazing guy. And, uh, and then, after I think our like fifth issue of the magazine, it was a, it was an online digital magazine. I think probably one of my proudest like design, like designs ever. Um, after like our fifth issue, then they asked me to come on full time again. I designed agree.com, um, all of the inner workings of that. And then about two years ago, um, uh, got let go and, then kind of floundered for a little bit, didn't know what I was going to do and picked up a camera, started to really take hold of it. And then last January, I was like, I, I'm just going to go for, for weddings full time. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, there's the long story of it, but. So it was last January, your first wedding you've ever shot or had you shot a wedding prior no, to that? No, no. No, no, no. Uh, I had shot weddings all through college as well, just kind of like helping out. So I, I have like eight, nine years of experience um, as far as shooting a wedding goes. But as far as like going full full time weddings um, last year, I would say it was my, my first full season. I was going to say, I was like digging back through like old shoot and share posts of yours because I, I'm just I get real creepy yeah, when I do. Totally. Research. No, no, no. These yeah. tabs are great. These tabs yeah. are great. So if you ever run for office, you know, talk to Steve. He's got all the dirt on you now. Oh, don't all, worry. All I've the got, shoot and share dirt. Hey, I've got dirt on you guys too, so. Perfect. I was going to say, like, way back in, 
oh, was maybe like 2013 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. You posted like a photo of an engagement shoot you did and you said something like this might be the last engagement shoot I ever do. Yeah. yeah. And so like up until that point, I assume you'd been doing like weddings and stuff and then you took a break because of all the design stuff you had going on. Yeah, I think uh, it was it was a matter of like, hey, I need to focus uh, mm-hmm. when I want to do something. I like the best way for me to to do it well is to like devote all the time to it. Um, I'm I'm getting better at like making less statements that are like very like that are so um, direct like that. But <laughs> no, that I like, loved so it. Fine. It felt like very like honest and raw. Like this is probably the end of this for me. And it seemed like I, a lot of people in the group kind of knew you were on board with like other stuff, design stuff. And yeah, they're yeah. super supportive of you. So yeah, I like. I mean, I helped start like the the design community. So like, mm-hmm. I put together this like entire like weekend for um, for creatives to meet. So if anybody knows like like. Um, Jen Olmstead and Jeff Shipley of Tonic uh, of Tonic mm-hmm. Sites, like or um, Tonic Site Shop, that's what it is. Um, like they met on the weekend that we put together, like we called it the D- Design Smiths Retreat, um, and that's when we invited all of our our designers out to Santa Barbara and had a like a weekend for them. But so yeah, oh, I was like cool. very 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 much invested in the design community and building that out um, mm-hmm. for for show it. So. Nice. It was a it was a big part of my life, and I like wanted to devote as much time to it as possible. So that's why uh, that's why I kind of like made that statement. But now I'm now I've like very largely let go of design, except for on my website. But and which like, is amazing. Thank, thank you. That was a that was a, a tonic template. And, yeah, I was gonna say whoever uh, did that website for you did a really good job. That was a tonic template, and then I added my own flair to it because um, I can do that and I can make it look however I want, which is nice. Go check out Show It if you don't have Show It. <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, when I was trying to do some research on you, the reason I sure. leaned so heavily on like shoot and share and stuff yeah. is because when I was just like Googling for information about you, a ton of people's Show It sites came up. Oh, because so it funny. said like in like the footer lines, design. like designed by David Mendoza. And I was like, yeah, that was, well, that I'm was, getting nowhere with this. <laughs> that was by design. That was by design. Seriously, in the, in like, in the, in the line at the bottom, I'm like the H1 tag, I would be like designed by David Mendoza, but now it's kind of biting me, <laughs> but it's okay. That's do you, okay. Do you still How, design websites? You? No, no. Like I've tried, uh, I tried to design two this year and it was, uh, I had to give back deposits and be like, I'm so sorry. Like I, my, just my heart isn't in it. So it's one of those that, uh, that's, it's a, it's a learning thing where like, unless I'm like really excited about it or it's for like a trade of some sort, then, Mm -hmm. then it's not, then it's not worth it for me. But you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm so focused on building my photography brand and, getting to the level that I want to get to that I think that I, photography deserves all of my attention. And I think it's where I'm strongest at, honestly. Makes sense. Your photography is amazing. I mean, I, I think I first reached out to you after the shoot and share contest because you had a photo that posted super, super well, like top 10 or something. And I was just blown away by it. It was, uh, yeah, I think it, it was one of the ones you shot in Bali. 
Yeah. So it was 10th place. Should have gotten first. I still believe that full heartedly. I, I mean, that's what I said to you in the message I sent you. You don't have to say that about yourself. Well, I just want all the people to know that I think <laughs> and the only reason I think it got it got 10th is because people were voting for people were down voting and voting for their own photos. That is the one critical flaw of that contest. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're like, this can't be real. And let me tell you, it was a hundred percent real. Like that place is incredible. It's magical. I wasn't even going to enter this year, and I was like, "All right, like Andrew, the the host of the entire, uh, the entire um, entire world." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of the entire contest, he was like, "You need to enter that photo," and I was like, "Fine." So I entered that photo with like five other photos, and uh, it placed really well. Like all the other photos did really well too. About five other photos that were also that photo, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why i didn't get first place people were confused <laughs> people were so confused um no i i i looked at all the other photos and they were all they were all great but i'm like mm, this one should have won for those of uh for those <laughs> listeners out there who have not seen this photo can you describe it to them how about you just go to david mendoza i i i and on instagram I'm just kidding. There you go. Um, it is a <laughs> it is a couple walking into a waterfall, and sun rays beaming onto them. Um, it's a mix of cold and hot temperatures, and it's pretty much everything I've ever wanted in a photo. Yeah, it's cool. like pure magic. It's like pure magic and sorcery. Like there's nothing like. Like I talk about finding magic and finding the magic, finding the light, like seeking like looking for like like magic in the mundane and there's no mundane there it's only magic and it felt like the most like magical place in the world when we got there it was completely overcast so their expressions and how stoked they were it was completely real and made for the most surreal moment there's also a video of that entire um of that entire uh trip um Mm -hmm. that is incredible so be sure to check that out. Um, gosh, I'll post it on my blog, which is coming up soon. So the video of that trip, um, you also posted on your Facebook that while you're in Bali, you crashed a drone into a cliff. Oh, good segue. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that story? Okay. Gosh, I'm still so <laughs> sad about it. Oh, <laughs> the the wounds are used, still fresh. I could have used that drone this weekend. Uh, I'm so sorry. Here I am dragging up talks about this taco shop where you broke up with a girl, basically. Oh, now I'm talking about this drone you lost and you're so sad about her. Her name was <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> the drone? Yes. Oh. oh, I didn't name the drone. I should have. You have Maybe to I name should've. your drone. Because then, then, like, then when I part with it, then I'll... Uh, Anyways, the drone. So we, I mean, when you go to Bali, of course you got to bring a drone. That's like every Instagrammer's dream, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, so we get to this, we get to the, we go to this place that has seven or eight waterfalls, um, which basically was three waterfalls, but the locals play it up. There's like (laughs) little mini waterfalls and they're like, that's a waterfall. I'm like, that's a trickle. That's a tourist Uh, trap. but anyway, so we went down there and it was amazing. And we were like taking all our photos and then we're getting ready to leave. And I really wanted to get this one shot. And mind you, this place was like, it was, we had to, 
Bali is just pretty much stairs. So if you go to Bali, be prepared for like busting your ass on some stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we walk down and we're pretty much in a gorge. And I take I take the drone up and it's looking over it's looking over the uh, over the waterfall, not completely out of the of the gorge, but it's like a little nestled right at the top. And I get a little bit close to the to the water, and then I just start to pull back. And I just wanted to, wanted this like really epic, like panoramic shot, and it's going so so well. And then we finally get to the spot where it was like, and it was just one move, just pan out, pan out, pan out, pan out. And then we finally get to the spot where I, where I stopped it, and then and then I'm about to bring it down. And I tried to bring it down, and it wouldn't. And there was like a floor that it hit. And so I was like, oh, that's strange. And then I tried to like pull it up and then it would, it would like, it was losing connectivity. And so oh, I tried, no. to, it, it said like lost GPS or whatever. And so I tried because of the walls and because of like, oh, like there was just too much interference in the air, mm-hmm. I lost control of it. So I was like, oh, like maybe if I like fly, like I'm just trying any which way to move it. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, maybe if I go like, if I go right so i like went the wrong way for a second and it started to drift towards the the cliff or like the the gorge wall and mm-hmm. and i was like i was like oh no and i tried to go the other other way and it was not responding and <sighs> my client was there with me and he's he's a videographer he's like a master drone pilot this guy like he he flies drones in Hawaii for a living. This is, and he's like, no, 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 go the other way. And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And, uh, it just was lost. And then it went straight into the wall and all these walls are like very, uh, they're very like luscious. And there's like kind of like one spot where there's like a little bit of a lip. Mm -hmm. And so we can see that the drone is on. We can see what it's looking at. We can see that it's looking at uh, like one specific waterfall but we don't know where it's at and we're like oh we think it's over there i think we like i think it went in there but where where it landed we couldn't see anyways we ended up uh hiring or like we we told the guys hey like we like the locals there there's like three local villages that surrounded this gorge and we're like hey if you guys if you guys find it we'll give you guys i forget what the what the money was but we'll give you a bunch of money in and they were like, sure. And so they like started scaling these walls. We waited for two hours. We thought that they found it. We like it was like a mixture of like we were like so excited because we was like they think they found it, and we were like so excited. <laughs> and then they didn't. And then one more time, they thought they found it, and then they didn't. And meanwhile, the entire time, this is the real kicker. We could we could my phone was connected to the drone. We couldn't move it. But we could replay it, but we couldn't download the footage because I took the footage in 4K, and you can't you can't transfer footage from a Mavic to your phone in 4K. Mm-hmm. So what the best we ended up doing was recording the screen uh, of the iPhone as it replayed the uh, as it <laughs> replayed the clip. So we didn't even really get the clip, but it was an epic day. And at the end of the day, it's like. It was it was well worth the experience, and mm-hmm. it's just a drone. Like there will be faster, lighter, better drones coming up. I mean, the newest one, the Mavic Air, is seven ninety nine, and it's faster and it's smaller, and 
the camera's not as good, but you know, uh, we'll we'll get another drone or another camera or something. Another Shelby, Sharon, Shelly, <sighs> whatever you want to call her. Mavi. I don't know. Mavi. It's a good name for Mavic. Mavi. I feel like that's what a lot of men would call their drones. Well, I'm just the basic. So is this the basic world? <laughs> so is this the first drone that you've crashed? Then that was the only drone I've ever crashed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I imagine that I'll I'll crash more drones. <laughs> I'm on my third. If that makes you feel any better. Hey, the thing is, like, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to crash a drone, then you care too much about the drone and not about the shot. So. It's it's sort of like a motorcycle. It's you know they say it's not when or if you crash, it's when. Same kind of goes for a drone. I've crashed two motorcycles. Well, there you go. So you should know all about that, David. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not recently fun. or when you were younger. Four years ago. Do you still ride? No, not anymore. But I've been wanting to. I've been mm-hmm. wanting. Uh, I for one of my birthdays, I think it was twenty fourth birthday, something like that. I went skydiving and bought a motorcycle on the same day. So quarter life crisis. Quarter and, life uh, crisis. <laughs> and then kind of took my took my my motorcycle up in the hills and started riding around and I was riding a little too fast and didn't see a turn coming and so I laid the bike down because I was about to fall off a cliff. Um some of the hills up in Santa Barbara don't have guardrails. So Oh wow. Yeah, so I messed my knee up pretty bad, but luckily I was safe and I could ride. I could ride back home. Like I had to, the like the, the shift the the shift paddle on the left foot. Like it was completely bent up at ninety degrees, and so I had to like, I had to, like with with all of the adrenaline that I could in my leg, like in my good leg or my bad leg, essentially, I had to like bend it back and then and then ride home, and then. My second motorcycle was a Ducati Monster. Laid it down like once, but it was a very, very small, very, very small uh, accident, but no big deal. So is your knee, does it still give you problems as a result of that? Um, yeah, it was the same knee that I've always had problems with. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be kind of a nuisance, but yeah. But in general, I don't, I don't really feel it, which is nice. I was going to say, because you're trying to lose 35 pounds right now, right? And that could hinder that process. Yeah, but luckily, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty good, and I I try to stay healthy. So it's been uh, I mean, when you lose, uh, like, so I, I haven't weighed myself since I started this process. Um, but what I'm gonna do is uh, get like a bowling ball, like a ten pound bowling ball, every time I lose ten pounds. That way. I can like have this visual representation mm. of what I'm not carrying around at a wedding anymore because <laughs> ten pound like three bowling balls worth of weight is is like oh damn like I was I got to tell you the wedding I shot this weekend the groom it's a family tra- tradition of his every single wedding in their family they chain a bowling ball to the groom's foot. And then they make him go around and get advice from the other married men in the family so that he can earn the combination to get it off so that he realizes that like the marriage isn't like his wife is in a ball and chain or something. I, I don't know that what is, is going that's on. That's torturous. That's terrible. Yeah. That would, we, 
I tried to that bring him out for sunset shots and I couldn't do it because he had to get the bowling ball off. So we missed the sunset. Could you imagine if you were marrying into that family and they tell you that's a tradition, get you to do it, and then later on in life you find out that wasn't a tradition and they had just <laughs> conned you into it? I think that tells a lot about you and not about them. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is very brutal. Speaking of you uh, losing all this weight and looking so damn sexy, um, Steve wanted to talk to you about your dress code and what you talked about. Sure. So in 2016, 2016, you said you started wearing suits to weddings and it changed the way people interacted with you. Sure. And you said you even had people thank you for wearing a suit to weddings. Yeah. And so I was just curious, are you still wearing suits now in 2018? 100%. 100%. I have two suits, exactly the same suit. It's the Apollos Traveler suit, a gray and a blue one, and I wear them to every single wedding. Nice. Whether I'm second shooting or first shooting, it doesn't matter. And I've got a tux coming for the summer because I have a black tie. I have a black tie event, so I will be wearing a tux to that. Cool. And, um, yeah, I think... I think mainly, uh, like, I mean, I'm, so my goal is to be charging $25,000 for weddings. Um, and you got to dress for the part, but also mm-hmm. when I started looking at all these, all these like top tier photographers and, and then like kind of getting into the why of it, um, Kenny Kim is an incredible photographer and somebody I really look up to and the way, like, I, I love the way that he put it. And he was pretty much saying that like it, it shows like a level of respect for the occasion. And for me, that's that I like since then adopted that, um, Mm -hmm. it came from a place of like, Oh, I just want to look better. Um, but also like it's, it's one of those days where, I mean, I have a wedding coming up in July that is the mom is the parent or the, the bride's parents are coming in from, from China. The groom's family Mm -hmm. is coming in from Florida and India. Um, and it's like, there's, probably going to be three days in your life maybe when all these people are going to be together and it deserves that type of respect and dress is the way is one of the like is one of the like fashion is one of the pillars of our society and the way that we dress really dictates the way that we like the way that we interact with other people and the way that we feel like it, it, it represents how we feel about something. So if it's like, if it's something that you really respect, you should, you should dress up for it and do it in a way that is, is conducive to, to you. So like within context, of course, uh, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that like everybody needs to wear a suit to everything, but, um, I think that dressing up, in respect to the, in, in respect to your, to your audience and to, to your clients is, is the best way to go. I'm glad you said not everybody has to wear a suit to everything. Cause I was about to run upstairs and throw my suit on <laughs> real quick. Oh, well today's Monday and I am in a, it's not a Tuesday, right? Not That's a when Tuesday. you dress up. That's when I dress up. Uh, I'm wearing my film supply club shirt. Shout mm-hmm. out to, uh, oh gosh. Brayden. <laughs> Shout out to the guy that I don't remember his name, but I'm sure he gave me a free T-shirt. Shout out to Braden. Shout out to Braden. He's amazing. He's an incredible photographer. Gosh, that guy's really tall and really smiley. So uh, while you're wearing a suit, what do you wear shoe-wise? Uh, I have two Cole pairs Hans. of shoes. Cole Hans is what he wears. No. 
No, no. No, he doesn't wear moon shoes, Dustin. This is specifically what I was asking. Do you wear the the Kohan Lunar? I do. Comfort, Ah, function. And and I get get a lot of compliments on those bad boys. Yeah, no, those are good. There's like three guys at the wedding this weekend that, that had them. Yeah, I don't uh, like them because they have like the white soles, and it just looks see, out of place to me. I just got a pair with black soles, Steve. Just for you, I have. I'm proud I of have you, a, buddy. I have a pair of like of white shoe, or, like white suede shoes that have blue soles. So I'm, nice. I'm not. I'm not against the the colored sole. Um, no, I have two pairs of shoes. One of them is from oh gosh, some designer that doesn't make men's shoes anymore, which I'm really really sad about. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I forgot her name. What was her name? And it's just like plain black shoes. Like they kind of look like, like they kind of look like dance shoes, essentially. So they're not uh, comfortable. They're more no, like they're, stylish. They're most, they are the most comfortable. Oh. Like they were terrible. My first couple of weddings because you had to break them in because they're completely leather all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're the most comfortable things I own and they're starting to get holes on the bottom. So I need to go resole them. Um, because the leather, the upper is still great. And then the other pair are, I have like a pair of, so Ugg came out with a, a Italian collection of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful boots. So I have, oh, so I've, it's not like the boots that the girls wore back in the uh, 2000s. You don't no, have to lie to us, David. Skirt? Well, that's, I, I have those, but I only wear those on Wednesdays with a leather, with a, with a jean skirt. With a jean skirt. <laughs> Jeans, crop top. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a David picture I need for the Instagram account right there. (laughs) There is a picture on... There's some clickbait for you. There's a picture on Facebook. Don't send me down the dark webs. (laughs) There's a picture on Facebook of me wearing a cheerleader's uniform. (laughs) But are you wearing Uggs? That is the million dollar question. Am I wearing Uggs? No. Mm. Doesn't but count. I them. am wearing. Uh, I'm, I am wearing uh, the UGG brand a lot of the time because they make some of the best shoes in the market, or they used to make some of the best shoes in the market. So what you're saying is you're sponsored by UGG. So you and Tom Brady are like BFFs. I wish. I, I think wish. what he's saying is he's looking for a new shoe brand. I mean, right. the one brand doesn't exist anymore, and you you just said that UGGs used to make some of the best shoes in the market. So yeah, you come know, on over like to Cole Hahn. Deckers, the parent company, is based in Santa Barbara, and mm-hmm. so, all, like, I know a lot of the designers here, and, and like, sample sales are a real thing. And luckily, your boy is sample size. So, your uh, boy's sample <laughs> size. Your boy's average foot, you know. Boy's average foot size, which what means is, sock size. What is that? Like an eight? Nine. Nine. Nice. Nine. So if you are a size nine in men's or a size seven in female, you've hit the lottery because you can wear samples. And it means that the shoe is not as good quality, but it also <laughs> that you get you get it at like 20 percent of retail. So nice. So what I tell my brides that, you know, I'm a sample photographer, you know, you're not going to get quite as good of quality, but I fit, you know, the average bride. The average bride. That's what I'm after. That's my target demo. The average bride in uh, in in Kansas. Where yeah. are you again? Yeah, close enough. That's all kind of just the middle of the country here. Are you one of those M states? What are you? No, yeah. we're both in Indiana. 
All right. So the reason I uh, wanted to ask about your suit affair is um, because I recently gave up wearing suits to weddings. Okay. I don't know if that was mainly... For shame, Dustin. I know. I know. I I think it was just because I felt that the jacket was constraining me uh, from being fast and moving quickly and... Uh, however, I did find last year one of my friends told me that they are starting to make the jackets have some of that flex material mm-hmm. in it, like they do with the pants now. Yeah. So I'm thinking about looking back into it. So when Steve brought up your your obsession with suit wearing, I uh, wanted to pick your brain a little bit about it. So is your jacket kind of that stretchy, more like athletic type suit? No, right. Uh, the the one that I have right now is built for like the traveler. That's why it's called like the traveler suit because it's machine washable. Which oh, is super nice. That is super nice. nice. Um, yeah, so I can just kind of pack it in, and it's like it's it's kind of more of like a casual style suit, um, but it still looks really nice and gets a lot of compliments, which is awesome. But um, it's it's all it's all cotton, which is nice and it's breathable. Um, I do find that like sometimes like it gets a little bit warm, but I, and I'm not wearing the jacket 24 seven. Um, I'll like set it down and pick it up when I need, but as soon as it gets cold, cause in California it gets cold. Like as soon as the sun goes down, it gets cold real fast. Um, it's, it's just nice to, to have that along as well. Usually like if, if it's outside and it's super hot and it's, and I'm sweating up a storm, like I will, I'll, I'll take that jacket off real fast. Real fast. Oh yeah. It's coming off. Then you you zip the pants right at the knees and those come off and it's just like a whole (laughs) different outfit. Oh, it's amazing. It's, (laughs) it's incredible. And just, they're kind of like that rip stop material. And uh, that's right, man. Swap those shoes out and your socks, your dress socks, and put on some white socks and some Birkenstocks. <laughs> really round it all out. <laughs> hey, if you, I, I wear no so, no show socks, and sometimes they happen to be white with Birkenstocks. No, probably UGGs. Probably with UGGs. <laughs> I do have UGG slippers. I do have UGG slippers. <laughs> see, see, Steve, uh, he rocks this sexy vest to weddings uh, with a jacket. Um, and I, I've, yeah. I've been looking, looking to invest in like one that. of those. I like to wear a vest to the wedding so that if I take the jacket off while I'm shooting, cause it is getting a little bit too constricting, then people can confuse me with the DJ real easy. Right. That's a, that's a good move. Our wedding last weekend, the, uh, bride's parents requested that all vendors wear all black, um, like complete black and, I had people confuse me for wait staff at the reception. <laughs> and that was sort of a low point in my career. Oh my gosh. Well, that's kind of like, they, they have like uh, different terms for that in Hollywood where it's like, there's like dress blacks and then they're, I forget what the other ones are, but yeah, in general, like that, I feel like that used to be the thing that used to be like, like, don't be noticed. Don't be noticed. Don't be noticed. But now I'm like, yo, I'm, I like, if it, if if I feel like the the and I always like in my pre clients I always kind of figure out what the style and what the kind of what their vibe is and then I can figure out what shirt I'm gonna wear like underneath the the suit so if it's like if it's a more tropical more fun like younger like hip type of wedding then I'll wear like more of like a floral print shirt and like allow some creativity and some some of my own um, personality. 
but if it like if it's a super nice wedding then i'm gonna dress up to the nines and make sure that i'm pulling everything out that's that's right on point how did you dress recently when you're uh shooting at the instaprom the instagram instaprom thing oh yeah instaprom uh hold on i need to go get my charger i should have gotten that (laughs) can we pause for a second no it's fine yeah sorry guys no you're fine what are you drinking over there stevie poo uh i got a bad elmer's porter from Upland Brewing Company. It's a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. What are you I, drinking? I saw you had a beer. I'm drinking a Pacific Apricot Wheat uh, in honor of our dear guest, David Mendoza, um, because it has the name Pacific in the name of the beer. <laughs> and he lives in the Pacific time zone. <laughs> exactly. Or someone left this in my fridge. Uh, one or the other. I'll let the listeners decide. Yeah, just a warning. Um, he did kind of cut out at a few places. Looks like we just lost and him. Now he's completely down. gone <laughs> altogether. Hi, I'm back. Whoa! Nice. That was amazing. Just like he just appeared. I know, right? Did your computer run out of battery while you were gone? Yep. It did, and then it was at like, I saw it, and it was at zero, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, where were we, guys? Sorry about that. Sorry about that little... Talking about like, your yeah, sexy style uh, and how that relates to Instaprom. Oh, Instaprom. Yeah. Um, what did I wear for that? You know, I only did the getting ready stuff mm-hmm. for them. Um, and what did I decide to wear? I don't even remember. I think I just wore like something casual, but hip to, what did I, I'm really trying to think what I wore that day. No, I did wear up. I, I, I dre- wear up, uh, dress up. I wore a suit. I did wear a suit. So nice. I actually don't really care what you wore. I'd rather know what the <laughs> hell is Instaprom. <laughs> okay. So no, that's a great, that's a great question. So. I have fallen into this world of photographing these like up and coming stars. And a lot of them are homeschooled. There's, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just Hollywood work. There's like an entire, there's an entire system of, of school for these kids and they are, they won't be able to experience something like prom, um, unless somebody puts it on. Right. Um, like kids wouldn't put on prom, like parents put on prom and then they hire the, or they like pretty much tell the kids like, Hey, here's a bunch of money. Go do it. Instagram, uh, decided to throw a prom for all of these kids and they got invited and they all invited each other and they threw this big old bash. And, um, I'm really good friends with a few of these, uh, a few of these kids and their parents. And they asked me to come down and do like some official, like getting ready photos and do some photos for like some of the dressmakers as well as like their, their promotional, um, materials. So yeah, it was really fun. It was like, it was honestly, I had no idea what it was. All I knew is that Instagram was throwing a prom for these like Insta famous kids. They all mm-hmm. have anywhere between, I mean, 70 to maybe even below that, like pretty much they're all within like 300 to 
3 million followers, 300,000 to 3 million followers. Um, and so goals <laughs> pretty much. Steve, pretty you're much. close, close, Steve. You're getting there, bud. Those is much closer. Oh my gosh. Not even these, <laughs> these, these kids are crazy. Like they're, they're amazing kids. They work super, super hard. And, uh, it was just fun to be there and see them all dressed up. And like, I mean, one, they already look like adults. Like if you go look at, at my feed, like half of those girls are 12 and 13. Um, and yeah, yeah. The look on your face is real. Uh, the look one, was of complete and total disbelief on my face for yeah. people listening to the podcast. You can't see that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like one of those girls, like, uh, one of the, one of the younger ones, she was 11 when I started taking photos and, and it was like, when I met her, I was like, ah, she's probably like 15, 16, whatever. And I was like, oh, you're 11. But now like. Like I'm good, really, really great friend. Like I make friends with the parents as much as I can and just like keep it, keep it as professional as possible just cause things can get super, super like sketchy. Um, mm-hmm. and there, I mean, especially in the world that we live in, um, I just want to respect everybody as, as much as possible. And I would, I, I, anytime I'm with the, I'm with them, I'm like, and the kid, the, the parents are super trusting of me, but I, I always like keep as much, as much, uh, respect there as possible. It's, it's awesome. But, uh, how, yeah. how do you set up boundaries in a relationship like that to protect yourself and to protect the kids as well? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is always having like, so, like somebody else present. Mm-hmm. Um, like anytime I'm with somebody, like I'm with these kids, it's, there's somebody else is always present, making sure that like the parents know exactly where we're going, what we're doing. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's like, like they, they like inviting the parents along, like to, to everything just because, and like the parents like have their own schedules and they're, they're doing other stuff. And they like, after the, like the first time they, they start to trust me, but and at the end of the day, I'm like, I, I would rather be above reproach than, um, than ever have to like question anything. So do you been, feel more comfortable with the parents there or without either way? It's fine. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm super comfortable with having a whole team of people behind me watching me what I'm doing, but I think when I'm in the zone, it doesn't really matter who's around because I'm in the zone. Auto auto zone. Get, get, get in the zone. Yeah. O'Reilly's. <laughs> So you do have O'Reilly's out there? Yes, we do have O'Reilly's. We have we have an O'Reilly's right across the street from an AutoZone. Nice. And that's uh that's how that's that's how she wrote it. It was amazing. Um Instaprom was amazing, that's what I meant. Um and that I didn't I didn't really go to, I didn't go to Instaprom. I hadn't no desire to go. They're all You didn't get invited in as a chaperone? You Look know, after those kids, maybe spike <laughs> the punch, you know, whatever you got to do. You know, uh, it would have been fun to see Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth performed there. Oh, cool. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, they do it big. They do like everything is huge, huge, huge. And the, the theme of this one was kindness um, because there's so much nastiness going on in the world of social media with kids. Um, I mean, adults as well, but. Like with do, you, kids. do you ever have any of that spillover in a year, like Instagram and stuff, since you're like posting pictures of these kids and everything or, um, no, not directly on mine. I see it on other, on, I see it directly on the kids pages and I'll go to bat for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, nah, like I, and if I do get hate, like 
I just brush it off at this point. I'm like, so what? You don't like the picture. Like, and you think that those clouds are fake. That's fine. They probably are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point it's like, it's, it's, it's a reflection of the, the own person's like insecurities rather than, rather than like anything else. And I'm happy to, to answer any questions that people have, but if you're going to get nasty, then I'll just block you and go on my merry way. Clouds, fake. Huh. Wonder why anyone would ever question anyone about something like that. So trivial. Hey, sky replacements are a real thing and I love them. Absolutely. You can't always get those pillowy, those pillowy clouds. Maybe you take 50 photos of them in Hawaii and you use them throughout the year. (laughs) There's actually a program that I just discovered today called Seamless. Have you heard of that? No, it sounds amazing. Uh, It's in beta right now, but essentially it's someone creating a Photoshop plugin to just make the like dubbing skies, like replacing the skies, like much more fast and seamless. Thus the name Seamless. Seamless. Well, well played. Uh, but he's currently designing it for real estate photographers. But I, I, as a wedding and portrait photographer, thought that he could have some fun applications in that realm, too. Dustin, you also do real estate. Come on. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, which is how I discovered it, because I'm in like a real estate photography Facebook page, group, uh, whatever they're called. I like that. I, that's a, I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled in the real estate game, but I only do the twilight shots. Yeah. Cause usually like if they're one of my buddies here is a, uh, is one of like the luxury, the luxury real estate guys. And, uh, which I mean, who isn't, but, uh, <laughs> but so like the guy that does the interiors, he's a master and will make everything look super, super good. And then sometimes it's like his, his twilights aren't that great. Uh, or aren't like anything to write home about. And so he knows that I'm a master of, of blue hour. So, so, so he's pretty much like about real estate and twilights. Can you just explain that? Cause most of our listeners are wedding photographers and that's not a term I hear super often in wedding photography. Oh, funny. Um, yeah. Twilight is when the sun goes down about <laughs> 20 minutes after when the sun goes down, that is twilight. The blue hour, right? Blue hour. Yeah. Um, blue hour. Blue. I mean, really, it's like blue minutes. There's like, <laughs> there's like, I mean, and anybody who's been doing photography like seriously for more than a couple of years or more than, I don't know, a year. Well, you know that there's, it's not golden hour. It's golden 15 minutes and it's yeah. golden. And then it's like, there you have blue hour, but then you have like perfect blue hour where everything is like right on. And that window is very, very short. It's probably like five minutes, honestly. Um, but twilight is when, when, when you can pretty much if you look out and you can start to see the streetlights turn on, then mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's what it is. And why is this important for real estate photography? Oh, just so that you can get all the lights on and everything. Okay. So pretty much like, you go through, you go through the house, turn on all, every single light, every single light. And then that way you can, it makes the house look prettier. Pretty much it's like makeup for a house. See, Dustin does a lot of real estate photography, but I don't. So I'm just lost when this sort of conversation starts happening. Oh, quick fact. I got featured on New York Times because of uh, a Twilight shot. Oh, awesome. 
From the movie? What? <laughs> yes. The Twilight movies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, of, a, of a house here. It was random, but that's... So now I can put New York Times on my website. You should just throw up like a secondary page on your website that says like David Mendoza luxury real estate photographer. Luxury real estate wedding photographer. Luxury Luxury. real estate and wedding photographer. (laughs) Also, also will take portraits of your children. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe word that slightly different, but I like where you're going with it. Well, it's always funny. Like sometimes I don't know what, whether to say, photograph or shoot or because hey i shot this kid and you're like capture uh, capture too soon too soon enslave <laughs> no but um yeah no, Justin. two white so, guys and a brown guy um, wants one podcast <laughs> a capturing so um we want to get on to some q a questions but first yeah, kind of, of loosen things up uh do you have time to play like a quick little trivia game 100 percent. let's do it all right um, so this week the trivia is all about tacos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I feel like this Love one I tacos. might have a chance on. <sighs> all right. Trivia. It's time for Taco Trivia. Mm. I'm getting hungry right. just thinking about it. I'm gonna start with Dustin. The first like the first eight questions are gonna be all true false and Oh, does it? I, we did not ask you this. How do you feel about the use of curse words? What do you, in general? In general. In general, it's fine. Do you use them? <laughs> do I use them? Yes. In public, no, but uh, with my friends, yes. I'm just going to change this thing right at the end. <laughs> okay. Oh, now the the... There's going to be a bonus round after the first eight questions, and it's called bull crap or both. Oh, no, you can call it bullshit. No, that's nice. Fine. No, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. For this, it's fine. I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, I never know. Like, I want how, you to say a bunch to, of explosion. Uh, no, no, no. In my own channels, in my in like my own channels, I try to keep it like as family friendly as possible because I know that I have like thousands of tweens that are looking at my stuff. So like looking at my videos so that's why i'm like very conscious of it uh um, homeschooled tweens at that yeah don't even get me third but uh <laughs> but yeah so and so i want it to be like family family friendly essentially but uh as far as like in my personal life and on stuff like this is great do these tweens have twitter oh yeah so, so it, they're what? twittering tweens damn it you took my line steve took my line twittering tweens oh gosh yeah, tweeting tweens. Tweeting tweens. <laughs> nice. Twitter is hashtag. Hashtag. Twitter is Twitter is on Twitter is doing a great job. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of really, really awful, hateful things on there. Oh, They're cleaning it. it up a little. I mean, All right, let's yeah. taco it up. Taco. taco it up. All right, I'm gonna start with Dustin, taco and then I'll come over to you, Dustin. Mm. The taco was invented sometime before the birth of Christ. Wow, we're we're going heavy and deep with this. We're going so deep on this taco stuff. Uh, was the taco invented before the birth of Christ? I'm going to say true. Doesn't that is correct? The uh, taco was supposedly invented sometime between 1000 BC and 500 BC. All right, David, this one's going to be real tough. 
The flour or corn substance around a taco is called a tortilla. True or false? Come on, say that again. <laughs> the flour or corn substance around the meat of the taco is called oh. a tortilla. True. <laughs> I was like, I would... I was thinking about it so much that I was like, wait, like the very, very edge? Like, is this like the crust, the mantle, the inner mantle, the core? Like, what Like, what are we talking about? If the earth was a taco, what part would that be? <laughs> It'd be the crust. So be just, to, just to be clear, he got tortilla as a question, and I got the history of when the taco originated. I'm just I'm just playing out the order in which these questions... For you, <laughs> Dustin, the word taco was first used to describe the food no that we now know of as tacos in 1492. Here we go again with the history questions. Ah, <laughs> uh, false. That is correct. 1492 <laughs> is when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It's actually thought. they didn't ever use the term until the 19th century. All right, David. When they first became popular in Mexico, tacos were mostly served in the silver mines. False. Oh, I'm sorry, David. That's actually true. So that puts us at Dustin with two points and David with one. puts us at Dustin oh, winning. Oh, a score? Oh, oh dang. Yeah. 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 All right, let's go. Um, Dustin, the tacos in Mexico that were served in the silver mines were basically just thin sheets of paper wrapped in gunpowder. Thin piece, pieces of... What, say that again? Thin sheets of paper wrapped in gunpowder. True. Ah, that is true. Man, I'm really disappointed that you got that one. Wait, what? I did was... so much research on this. Steve now can write a book on tacos. I, I could not believe this. It just seemed like the most ridiculous thing to me. Um, David... Every year in America, Americans consume over 7 billion tacos. True, True. or false? True. Oh, man. That's actually false. They only consume 4.5 billion. Ugh. Uh, see, that's what I thought That's what I thought you were getting at the last true or false. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this, that's false. It was actually a copper mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. I, I try to mix it up a little bit to keep everybody, you know, Oof. Going hard, but uh, Dustin, half the U.S. population visits a Taco Bell every 15 days. False. Dustin, that's actually true. I thought it was higher. Also very sad. Very, very, very sad. <laughs> David, the biggest taco ever made was 666 feet long, and it was spicy as hell. That's a lot of sixes. But it was also spicy as hell. <laughs> true. Uh, just for the pun's sake, I'm going to say true. <laughs> oh, no, I made that one up. <laughs> Dang it. The, uh, the biggest taco ever was only 246 feet long. But it's okay, because now we're headed to the bullshitter both bonus round. In this round, I'm just going to say something, and you just have to yell out bullshit or both. And whoever says it first gets two first, points. First, give us a score recap, Steven. Does this got one? You've got three. All right. Trace. People All call right. me Trace, too. 
Bring it, Doza. <laughs> All right. So the first taco truck and the first pizzeria in the United States were both located in New York City. True. Damn it. Uh, Dustin got that one right. Damn it. That takes me to what? Six? Yeah, but where were the best tacos made? California. The... Wahoos? Yeah. <laughs> Wahoos. <laughs> tacos and hoagies are both considered to be sandwiches. True. True. Does, does, does David want to change his answer real quick before Dustin? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woo! Tacos <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the state of New York, they consider burritos to be sandwiches, but tacos, not so much. Don't worry, David. Steven will edit this in a way where it'll sound like you win. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can lose. Uh, special final round <laughs> question. It's worth three points. Um, where are the best tacos made, David? Santa Barbara, California. Duh. Oh, David just won. That puts him at six points and Dustin's only at five. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I believe the question was directed to David directly. <laughs> He would have lost three points if he got it wrong. Duh. Actually, there is this spot in uh, Fresno, which I call, which I lovingly call Fres. Yes, um, <laughs> it's on the way to Yosemite, and it it probably makes the best tacos I've ever had. I forget the name of it, but have you ever been to Underdogs? No. Up in uh, San Francisco. Underdogs sounds amazing. It's so good. That sounds like a very San Francisco name. There's, I'll have those. It, it's kind of like branched off, and now they like serve it at like you know some dive bars. Ooh, nice. But yeah, it's like just like super fresh pico and guac and just steak, and that's it, and it's delicious. See, a, a taco bar is only as good as the salsa. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you can have like really good meat, but if your salsa sucks, then your taco truck sucks. And if you get the <laughs> chips and salsa, how they bring it is just like a basket of chips and then they just cover it in pico. And that's what they call their salsa, which salsa here, what I'm used to is something more of like a ketchupy type thing. Like the Tostitos yeah. crap you get at the store. Salsa in Indiana is so terrible. Yeah, there's like so Have you ever, have you been to Mexico and like, like seen how the taco guys do it? Uh, I've been to Puerto Vallarta. Does that count? It's very yeah, it's touristy. Close. Yeah, and I eat I mean, tacos there's... every single day, and I only got sick once. Hey, it's <laughs> cool. I'm down with that. At the beginning or at the end of the trip? That's that's the real question. Uh, Middle. Well, at least you got the first half. Steve, do you get sick on every trip you go on? Uh, Only out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> only when the water's not pure. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you guys ready to do some uh, weird questions? Q&A. Oh, yeah, Q&A. All right. Bum, bum, so. bum, bum. <laughs> Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. So, Kyle from the Facebook groups writes in, and he says, I was shooting a wedding recently, and I noticed the videographer had covered the logo on his DSLRs with black gaffers tape. I was thinking about doing this, but didn't want to use black tape because it's a little too drab. I was thinking more like neon pink, neon orange, or neon purple to add a little pizzazz to my gear. Which color should I go with? Sparkles. <laughs> Always sparkles. Glitter. Holographic sparkles. 
It was actually uh, the use of putting tape over the camera-like manufacturer was a practice that they taught us back in college uh, oh, for the photo. Was this at, was this at RIT? The it, same RIT? It, it very well could have been. Um, but the photojournalism students, they said that like that was like one less distraction for people to that they didn't think like, oh, is that like a pro camera or could that be like you know, a point and shoot or. I mean, I like to go with sparkles. Like David said, I think that, you know, it brings a very great vibe and, you know, just to get back to the twilight stuff we were talking about earlier, you know, kind of reminds them of a vampire in those movies when they see the sunlight. Mm. Also yeah. that photographer, also that photographer probably just like was, or the one that he saw probably was just a big fan of Casey Neistat. <laughs> Because that's a real thing. Uh, love him. I'm a big fan of Casey Neistat. So, so I, I, I you guys watch are ridiculous. Him. I watch him religiously. Three six eight. Big fan. Um, but yeah, no. I uh, at the at the famed school of uh, Brooks Institute. Rest in peace. Um, that's what. That's what. Like that's where I heard of people covering the. Uh, covering the the brand name of their camera so it looks less um desirable mm -hmm. all right so colin from the facebook groups writes in and he says i've been having a lot of trouble at weddings recently with my shoes coming untied i'm not a big fan of slip-on shoes or loafers would i be good with velcro <laughs> shoes yep probably but i mean i just want to see it. colin in velcro shoes yeah, that'd be amazing. I hope How that they would this? also have light up lights on the bottom every time he took a step. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, how about this? Colin was his name? Mm -hmm. Colin, mm -hmm. go get some mug straps. How about that? <laughs> That's the way to go. If you don't like if you don't like uh laces or I don't know, if you don't have your mom to tie your shoes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. But uh, no, monk straps. That's what I would say. Don't go Velcro. Monk what are these monk, monk straps? Monk strap shoes? They're the ones yeah. that like, it looks like they don't have laces, but they kind of have like a little buckle on the side. They look very, oh, cool. very, very modern. Very nice. All right. So just one more question, guys. Trevor from the Facebook groups writes in, I'm a runner and a wedding photographer. Recently... I did a mini the morning before shooting a wedding. It was humid out, and I forgot to put Band-Aids on while running the mini. And my nipples were rubbed raw and started bleeding. It hurt pretty bad and made for an uncomfortable day the rest of the day. But what made things worse was the Band-Aids that I put on after the race came off during the wedding, and my nipples started bleeding again. And I bled through my shirt. I put my jacket on and buttoned it up so most people didn't notice. But someone did notice, and now all of my friends in the industry keep referring to me as the nipple bleeder. Oh, God. How can I change the conversation and get my peers to stop giving me such a hard time? Pretty simple. You just got to do something more ridiculous at a wedding. Oh, man. That's like a... wear Velcro shoes. <laughs> he can put some sparkles on his camera, too. Don't worry about it. Trevor, you just do you need to stop telling that story? That's the problem. The problem is you told that story. Oh gosh. I mean, there's just own it. I think at the end of the day, when you own it, then nobody can make then nobody can make fun of you. 
That's I mean, I, I think would... that's a great story. You bleed through your shirt because you ran a marathon earlier. Like that, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, yeah. uh, what's a mini? A, a mini marathon is half. Half, oh, marathon. half marathon. So it's uh, 13 instead of yeah. 26. I've run two of those. I didn't know that they called them mini marathons. I thought it was even short. I thought it was like somewhere in between a half and a full. Uh, I, but I'm wrong. What, a, what a badass. 13 miles and then 13 miles and then and then shooting. I couldn't do it. Especially with bloody nipples. After, with bloody nipples. <laughs> After you ran your half marathons, what did you do? Did you just take the rest of the day off? I collapsed and just, you know, <laughs> well, the first time I did it, the first time I did it, I did the hardest half marathon in America, mm-hmm. possibly the world. As it's one called, should with their first marathon. Yeah. Was, uh, I used to be a big runner in, in high school and it's called peer to peer. before or after the motorcycle accident then? I rode my motorcycle. So this was before I rode my motorcycle to the start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it required less stuff, and I don't know. I just like needed one key, and so I just like put that in my pocket. Nice. Um, but you start at Santa Barbara Pier, and you go to the tallest mountain, uh, the Cumbria Peak in Santa Barbara. It's a four thousand ele- elevation gain. No, why would you do that? Pretty much the like the real reason was so that every time I look at that mountain, I could call it my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that's the entire reason. Like, I was like, I own you now. Like, if I run up you, I own you. I, if I run <laughs> up you. Does this apply to other things in your life, David? Yeah, it's all, it's all my Tinder dates. <laughs> oh, if I put, if you see me slip on my running shoes in the back bedroom, get worried because you. I'll own you by the end of the night. No, um, you know, run, running is a tough thing. Not an easy thing, but, uh. I commend anybody who so the nipple bleeder. That should honestly, he should he should own that a hundred percent. Or like make it cool. That's what oh, I try to do. Get a shirt that says the nipple bleeder on it. Start a hashtag. Right. <laughs> I mean, if that story's being told, like I would, I would, I would. I mean, this is the marker. Let me just spin that into like, hey, like I ran a half marathon before this wedding. I also shot the wedding. And ruined a shirt for it. I'm willing to do what it takes. You know, I love it. That's that's, that's what I do. Turn all those turn all those negatives into into a positive. Or you know, spin it in a different direction and hook up with a men's clothing designer and design a dress shirt for men who have bloody nipples after they run. <laughs> no, and- the, oh. That's amazing. They have those shirts. Yeah, have you seen those shirts that repel like ketchup and mustard and all that stuff? Repel your nipple blood. Just put there the you go on the inside. A hundred percent. That's how. You, that's how you would do it. Trevor, if you're listening to this, you should reach out to them. You know, there's some uh, collaborative, you know, juices there that you could repel with their products. You know when Robert De Niro says, uh, "Hey, hey, Greg, I have I have nipples. Can you milk me?" Trevor mm-hmm. can be like, well, "You can, <laughs> you can milk me." <laughs> the first thing I thought of when Steve brought up this story. You know that's that's a that's an unfortunate situation because I've never had the the nipple bleeding situation, 
but it's uh very painful i was a runner in high school and it happened a few times to me and it was just like fire oh, all day long I, I can't even imagine i know i know jeff newsom has had had similar experience to that but not i not just I a little vaseline that's all you need well, some I know vas- that now in high school. Just some Vaso? Is that, that all you need, really? Yeah. A lot of runners put band-aids like on their nipples. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that much. Or like sometimes they put some Vaseline on there, too. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. My goal, one of my goals this year is to run a marathon, so. I mean, you've Have already you been training. Is it going to happen? Did you sign up for one? <laughs> well, as, as soon as I get down to the weight that I want to get to, which will be yeah. by the beginning of July then I'll start training and I'll run something uh, races are much better in the cold so I'd rather run in the colder and the cold for you is like 70s <laughs> 60s it actually gets into the, it gets into the 40s out here but I know that's nothing like zero and minus a thousand but it gets cold out here when so, when when east coasters come out here and and they experience like the California cold. It's like it's more of just like the drastic difference between like during the day rather than mm-hmm. rather than so you get that contrast so you feel it. Uh, whereas like out there it's it's just it's cold. just unbearable <laughs> all the time. But I've experienced it. I was in New York this this winter and finally experienced a, a, a the the terror that is it's like <laughs> wind. Cutting that through is your, wind. That is wind cutting through your face on whatever street I was on in New York, Broadway. Were you crying at all, or did you have your glasses on to protect those eyes? I was just. <laughs> was I crying? No. That's like a real thing. Like the wind hits your face, and it's so cold, you just start crying. Like, I think that's just. You, I was Steve. just sweating. Just, 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 just okay. Sweating from my eyes. Okay, I was sweating. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, no, yeah, yeah, I did get that that whole tear effect. I got like the the booger effect thing where it like where it like freezes. Nice. I love that. That's my favorite yeah. to see people like that. Yeah, you know, and then like you don't realize it's happening, and then you finally like you go to take like a, a flower selfie on 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 mm. Snapchat. Yeah, flower yeah, selfie. Like, yeah, they don't um, have a filter that just gets rid of those snot sickles. Snot sickles. They add them. <laughs> On my app, they add them. So we are a wedding photography podcast, and most people who listen to us listen for that reason. But you are trying to lose 35 pounds right now. Yeah. What are you doing to try to lose 35 pounds? Um, so Just diet? I, I hired a company to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's mainly diet, and it's also some cheating. So they, it's a company called the Danette Institute. They took some blood samples and they created some supplements for me. Um, and they regulate my hormones. They kind of like, it's kind of like a, like they measured my thyroid. They did all this stuff and then they created these supplements for me. One of them is also like a appetite suppressant. Mm -hmm. Um, so one, I'm like eating less Two, like my hormones are like in a better spot than they were. Um, and three, I, there's a, there's a, it's a, it's not necessarily strict, but it's like you should follow these. Um, no sweets, no bread after breakfast, and no alcohol. 
The no alcohol one is the main one. Mainly because with the appetite suppressant, it like the way that it functions in your body, adding alcohol into that mix would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm fitting into clothes that I didn't fit into. Um, and I have a lot more energy and I mean, I, uh, the main thing about weight loss for me is I feel mentally sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a lot sharper and I've been able to spin up new parts of my business and just added a photo booth and just added like a couple of things. So it's been, it's been really helpful in that sense. And that's not something that I, I think it's part of the regimen of like being disciplined, mm-hmm. uh, in like you can choose your destiny you can choose the things that you want to change in your life and diet is something that's so simple that you can make those changes in your life like with help of course Mm -hmm. um but if you if you want it bad enough then you can you can do it and i mean there's obviously like other conditions out there that that prohibit um people from losing weight and it's very much like 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 having a family yeah of course (laughs) <laughs> of course but uh but yeah i mean i think like overall it's been it's been something that i've wanted to do i was like in that weird people were and people were like 35 pounds like you like where's there where do you have 35 pounds to lose and i was like you have no idea i used to be 120 pounds in college and i'm jumping i'm like pushing 180 right now how tall are you i'm five eight and three quarters no i'm uh <laughs> i'm five eight Okay. Yeah. So not tall, not short. I was what I like to call skinny fat. Mm-hmm. Where, like you couldn't really tell, but like I could tell. And yeah. it's like I just hiding in like weird places. And now I'm like, now like, I think the really scary part is when you look at your shadow or you look at yourself in a photo and you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, who was, oh, that's me. Like, that sort of thing, like that's when it got scary and like clicked in my head, like I need to do something about this. And one of my models started doing this, this, uh, this whole thing that I'm doing. And for the listeners, this is not a plug. This is just this what is I'm doing. Not one of the 11 year old models, though, right? <laughs> no, she is 24. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she, she, I photographed her like early last year and then I photographed her at the end of last year and I was like oh whoa something drastically changed like she did a lot of work and then I followed up and looked online and saw that she had hooked up with this uh with this company um so you went like the Steve route where like you just do a lot of digging on the internet to find out what somebody did as opposed to just asking them yeah, well, I was, I was like, oh, what did she do? And then I saw it, and then, and then I reached out to her. I was like, what do you think about this company? Are they like legit? Is it working? Like, or is this a, just a bunch of baloney? And because uh, I mean, I even still, I'm, I'm not convinced that it's necessarily the pills that are doing anything, but mainly like the regiment and like the the mm-hmm. mental, the mental practice of making the better choice. Um, yeah, which goes far like far beyond just photography like beyond like just weight gain weight loss all of that it goes into like it spills into every part of your life making the better choice mm-hmm. um so i think that that's been that's been the huge gain that i didn't see coming so you said you also added a photo booth like because you feel like you have more energy are you running the photo booths at your weddings or do you bring somebody else in to do that 
Uh, it's, it's, it's real fresh. It's a Giphy booth. Um, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Giphy, it's basically an iPad on steroids, um, with like a ring light, um, faces the crowd. So, um, no, I don't have anybody man it for the weddings that I'm at. If somebody else, if somebody else is going to rent it, then I have somebody else man it. Um, there's enough, I live in a college town and know enough college kids that need a few bucks. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's essentially like a really simple setup and tear down and it's, it's really easy. And I, I put it at like a, a low enough cost that it, it's not trying to be what it's not. Mm-hmm. Like it's not trying to be the print, like everything it's, it's, Hey, this is a really fun thing. And it's like instantly shareable. And that's the, that's, that's its win. So so it's it's fun. I call it shimmy booth. Um, <laughs> luckily, everything was available. I was amazed. Dot com, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, all all were available. So I was like, I think that's, I think that's the sign that I need to to call it shimmy booth. So nice. And it and it refers to the whole like gift thing. So it just makes animated gifts and sends them directly to your phone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Giphy, but yeah, I've seen it at a couple conferences. Yeah, it looks gimmicky, and it kind of feels gimmicky, but for how much people love it, it's kind of worth it. So I figure if I can just like if I can, it's kind it of off, expensive. It's an expensive it investment. It is, it is expensive for what it is. Exactly, it is very expensive for what it is. But I will tell you that I've. I launched it last Tuesday. So it's mm-hmm. very new for me. I launched it last Tuesday and I have three bookings. Wow. Nice. So yeah, that's that's the power of it. And at the end of the day you get you do get the you get the contact, the direct contact of these people. They're putting in real phone numbers. Um and you only get three cha- like three three messages to them, but mm-hmm. you can say pretty much whatever you want. So essentially, the way that I have it set up is, I send them the gift, or I I have it send it to them immediately if there's Wi-Fi. Um, working on upgrading the iPad, that'll come probably around the eleventh or twelfth booking, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, it'll send them the photo directly and then the day after then it sends the gallery to everybody who put their phone number in. Hey, here's the gallery. Um, thanks for shimmying with us. Bye. Um, and then a week and a half or two weeks later, then I, I trigger one, I, I trigger another one that says, Hey, the photos, the official photos from the event that you were at are on the blog at this link. This will be the last, or like last message from us. Cheers. That's it. So it are these the photos from the Giphy thing? Or when you say that, are these like your professional photos that you've my already professional edited? Photos. My, my nice. professional photos. So, so one week turnaround for that for the blog. Yeah. So it's nice. a preview. It's a preview of that for the blog. So it's directing traffic to the blog. So that's that's the value because nobody's gonna put in a fake email or a fake phone number. I mean, I would I have a fake phone number, but <laughs> Even then, like I would still like essentially see that I have a Google number that I put on as my like my like public phone number. 
because we all screen calls. But uh, yep. but yeah, so most people are. I saw a couple people put in like somebody else's phone number, and I was like, that's really silly. But okay, or like they, <laughs> somebody put in their like mom's phone number, and I was like, okay, whatever. They're like my mom will want to see this. I'm like probably, but people loved it. Girls are girls fall in love with it just because it's a they. There's this thing called the Lumi, which is this iPhone case that has like it's like essentially a ring light mm-hmm. and Kardashians use it. So every basic girl out there loves it. <laughs> it also makes it also makes <laughs> your face look really good. But when I say basic, I I mean I mean basic in a way that is that's like not condescending because like ten thousand or less Instagram followers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I mean probably like twenty thousand or less. Let's get real. Yeah, oh, snap. I'm basic. Yeah. yeah, so am I. It's okay. I'm only at thirteen. 14. I thought Hidoza was higher. No, it's not. It'll it'll get there someday. When he Maybe said he was coming on this podcast, there was a significant drop. <laughs> right. <laughs> right after right after I posted about it. No, I mean it's so funny. I like I haven't like there's we and we all go through this. We all go through spurts of really caring and really not caring about our Instagrams. But uh, right now, I'm in a spot where I like don't care as much about it because I'm in such like a work mode. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably turn that around soon and start to post more because it's like I have so much content to post, but don't have time to post it right now. Pretty neurotic about the way that I want to post it. So, so before we wrap things up, we do want to give you a chance to like talk about any projects you have going on any uh, places where you're speaking upcoming um but before we do that i did have one last question for you i noticed uh earlier when you're talking the pinky finger on your right hand is painted yeah i was just wondering is that uh for any reason no this is uh so if you go through i'll, I'll put it up on my instagram as like a story mm-hmm. but that is it's starting to come undone now but this is about $15 worth of Swarovski crystals that are on my pinky finger. Oh, wow. Um, a friend of mine invited me to some event and she was like, Hey, do you want to get a free manicure? And I was like, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> before that I had just gone like my, my other friend and client, he had just bought a new car and he was like, Hey, you want to go for a ride? And with this guy, like you say yes to everything. So, oh, I saw like, the picture you did of him with his yeah. car. That was awesome. Yeah, so his name's Shannon, and uh, he had he got the new the new Lexus. It's like their luxury sports car. It mm-hmm. it feels like a Tesla, but has the sound of a real car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a real car. Um, you know that scene in iRobot when he like he pulls out with the the motorcycle, and they're like, "Is that combustible?" It's kind yeah. of it's kind of feels like where we're going, but uh, so I had just gotten back from that, and then she goes, "Hey, do you want to go get a manicure?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, might as well." I just went, uh, "Sure." I've never had one; it's free, whatever. So we go over to this event. It was right next door, and turns out that it was put on by this little boutique and partnered with Swarovski. And I was like, oh, wow, what did I get myself into? And I look and there's like, they have this little placard that has all the different designs that you can do for your nails. And I picked the manliest one. I was like, 
black crystals. Give me those. That that'll be fine. Little like little fun fact is that one of the bridesmaids from a from a wedding that I shot last year, um, she was the representative for Swarovski um, at this event. And so there was no way that I was going to back down with her present there. I was like, she's like, are you going to do it? I was like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, I got to do this. <laughs> oh, how do I get these off <laughs> later? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a week and a few days later. I've only got like one big hole in it. But, you know, it's still pretty fancy. All my clients seem to like it. So, I mean, the guys are probably like... For the for the grooms, they're probably like, oh, he's probably gay, but <laughs> that's when nah. you break out those I, Velcro I didn't shoes. Think that. I thought maybe you were uh, participating in the Polish Man Project, no, which I is where they paint one fingernail, and it's to uh, raise um, awareness about children who are or have been sexually abused. Oh, that's a that's a, that's yeah, the, totally. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is that is that is a much uh, that is a nobler cause. cause. That's a much nobler cause than I am willing to uh, esteem myself to. Um, no, no, no. I I I love that, but I I wish I would have known that. I would have probably plugged that too. We can go back, and you can just pretend like that was the thing the whole time. I'll edit it all that way. No, no. This is a uh, this is just for fun, and it's. It, it it's a strange feeling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very strange feeling. But hey, that was my first manicure. It's fifteen dollars Swarovski crystals. There I you go. To the pinky. I was like, what? I think it's gonna be a thing. I think I think uh, rappers will probably start getting it, and then it'll be cool. You can be like, <laughs> and you can just be like, I started it though. Yo, who did it first? Your new Insta handle can be like Diamond Pinky. Ooh. <laughs> Diamond flex. No, I say I, I call it pinky flex because uh, with all I like, love it. with all my brides, I like I always call out. I always call them out when they're when they're flexing their ring. So it's always <laughs> like it's always like cheers, but they do it with their left hand, and then they like make sure that the ring is like perfectly in there. And I'm like, that's a ring flex. Like, don't try, don't try and hide it. See, and I'm then, still, I'm then, still doing uh, Indiana weddings. Um, so my bride's rings aren't probably as big as yours. Oh, it could be small. Yeah. It could be small. My, uh, some of my, well, it, it varies. My sister, well, nope. <laughs> Can't. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before we get to your plugs, I'll just say that, um, I bought my wife a very, very, very small oh, diamond man. ring when we got married and she still to this day um, brings up how small it is to me every once in a while. But it's okay because she loves me. The ring. She brings well, out how small oh. the ring is. Oh, oh okay. the ring. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Dang. I was going there too. I was going there too. I was like, oh, your wife is very active on, uh, on shooting <laughs> Oh, on shooting See, you say that. She's very active, but um, I, I manage all of her social media for her. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So it's really you asking the questions about associate shooters and all that stuff. Oh, no, wait, that was her. Yeah, that was her. Oh, yeah, that that would be her if it's in a Facebook group. Oh, OK, cool. Wait, if you uh, which one of you is the peanut peanut butter guy? The who white what? Butter? Who likes peanut butter? I think it was you, Dustin. I like peanut butter. Who, who like doesn't peanut? like peanut butter? 
David, come well, on. You, you like it enough to put it on your website. It's because my <laughs> web designer told me I had to put something about myself on there. And you decided to go with peanut butter? <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple needs. Fair oh enough. Gosh, I love I mean, this. I mean, you taco shop, taco shop, peanut butter. Um, taco, taco shops shop. are relatable. Everybody loves put, tacos. Would you put? Oh, there is a taco shop here that does a peanut but uh, that does a peanut salsa. There you go. I'd be all that. over that. They call it Chile de Arbol. See, but what you don't realize is my website's immediately trying to filter out people with nut allergies. Like we don't even <laughs> want to touch those weddings. They tend to be snobs. That's amazing. I love that. So, David, what do you have coming up? Oh. Uh, I saw you're speaking at Show United. Yep. So I've got um, a style shoot coming up there. So um, it'll be about shooting at night. That's what I did last year. It turned out great. I got great response from it. So if you're going to Show United, sign up for it as soon as you can because it will sell out last year it sold out like my shoot sold out in 15 minutes or something like that um i'll probably will do another shoot there as well um kind of a more advanced um nighttime shoot as well as a uh, as well as an editing course oh Cause cool because I, I think editing is one of my strong suits so what else do i have coming up uh, going to Denver, going to New York, going to going to Iceland. I've got a few things coming up for that. Um, not nothing speaking. Um, partnered up with CloudSpot and HoneyBook. So if you're using any of those, go use those because I use them and they're awesome. Uh, what do uh, CloudSpot? What does CloudSpot do? CloudSpot is a, a photo gallery. So oh, it's, cool. it's, it's an alternative to, um, pixie set or, uh, pick time or whatever, whatever <laughs> you like to use. Um, it's, it's the alternative to one of those, but it's, it's super nice because you can within the same, within the same event, you can create different galleries that, that feel completely different, different covers, different everything. Um, mm -hmm. you don't need to re-upload the photos and then send those out to vendors and send those out to whomever that sounds awesome yeah it's super nice the guys there are doing a really good job and iterating on it so i'm happy to be part of their team um honeybook is the monster that it is and do crushing it and mm -hmm. i I'm, I'm probably going to get a second account for uh shimmy booth just because it's that good and uh yeah and shimmy booth has taken off that much as soon as as soon as I start booking like pretty pretty often, then yeah, I mean why not? If nice. I if I can book like three a month, then pays for itself. Or just tell the cool. fine folks over at Honeybook to make an account where you can have multiple late like you know <laughs> right. brands, so that I don't have to use Agree.com for my video company and Honeybook for my photo company. I could just hold them into one. Just saying. Hey, you just use saying. Agree. You use Agree. That's awesome. It's still, my, my designs are still in there. Nice. I know. I Couple see them and I go, later. oh, David, what were you thinking? That's what I... <laughs> Wait, who's Gosh, David? Dustin. You. I only know Doza, oh. so. Oh, cool. We're just trying to mix the listeners up because he calls you Doza. I'm calling you David. So then, you know, think of I've me as a father figure. I've been going back and forth figure. calling them both. 
Yeah, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing to kind of split up your personality and your business because they're 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 completely different personalities, and uh, I kind of I kind of have to go in between them. But they're both part of me. Like I I have that like very young like like hip hop side to me, and then I also have that. Uh, I know it sounds so hip hop to say hip hoppy. Hip hop anonymous. Hip hop anonymous. Got a lot of uh, hip hop cred. Um, but then I have like the Hey Doza brand, which is, or the Dave Mendoza brand, which is much more luxury and high end and feels feels like feels like sorcery and magic. That's kind of the entire brand is that. So that's like high end Hogwarts. Dude. Yeah. I've been to the website. I didn't see any wands, people casting spells, little expecto patronus. What what is your patronus on that now? Oh, that's a good question. It's a hippotamus. Hip hip hop up anonymous. Hip my phlegms. Oh my, oh my phlegm. My rhymes are like phosphorus. <laughs> Hopping off the top of this esophagus. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> um oh, what is my patronus? My patronus would be Oh, sorry guys, I'm I'm a little sick. Uh what would it be? I think I think probably a raccoon. I love it. Scavengers. Scavengers. They're feisty. Creative. They're creative. Very smart. They're oh, thank you. Thank you. I like <laughs> to consider myself intelligent sometimes. Um, you and the raccoons both. Hey, I, I honestly I really like raccoons because I really liked Miko from uh from Pocahontas growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're a little fun. They're a little shy. Creatures of the night. There was a growing up in, or not growing up, going out to college, there was two albino, um, very famous albino raccoons in our little slum of a village called Isla Vista. And one of them died. It was really oh, sad. No. Yeah. But, you know, raccoons, that's what I would say. <laughs> nice. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me online on Instagram. You can find me at Hey Doza, um, which is my inspirational feed. You'll find a lot of blue and orange colors there. Um, you can also find me at David Mendoza III, aka David Mendoza the Third. Um, those are my Instagram ones, and then you can also find me at David Mendoza Third.com. Email me at hi at David Mendoza the Third.com. And anytime you plug in davidmendozathird.com, I will come up. So, or one of my websites that I designed a couple years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just type in davidmendozathird and I'll I'll pop up. But the easiest is Instagram. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing so much of your life with us. Of course. I, I went on forever. <laughs> yeah, thanks, David. We appreciate anytime. it. Of course, of course, happy, happy to help out. And thank you guys for having me. I was uh, very honored. I, I saw, I didn't see that invitation coming at all. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time on Instagram and I like your stuff. So I was like, we got to get him on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Your guys' stuff is epic too, honestly. Oh, thank you so much.
Your boy is sample size. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.